Thoughts Podcast with Penny and Assy, where psychology, pop culture, and self meet. And I have my dear grad school friends here and Jason. Um, <laughs> Jason is Lucy's friend. We'll introduce him later, but I want to introduce everybody one by one. And I really had them here because we went out one night. We just had great conversations and like we did grad school together. And I want you guys to learn more about grad school. If you want to go, don't want to go, just kind of like an insight on the pros and the cons and also like the amazing relationships that, that you do make here is like Lucy's from Australia. I would have never met anybody like her and she loves the read. She loves like all of the things that I do. It's kind of like crazy. So just meeting different people and getting different perspectives on life. That's one of the big positives. So that's what we're going to talk about here. Um, so Lucy, she's a social media manager and a PA on the, on read, wait, on the, the read on fees. Right. Okay. And, um, Anything else you want to say about everything? Um, no, I'm a student as well. Just doing my like last semester of grad school <clears throat> and stuff, and that that's kind of it at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And Savan, she's a CEO and founder of Boss Babes, and a music journalist as well. Yes. Anything else you want to say? I was just going to say, you can follow Boss Babe on Instagram at bossbabe.world. And you can follow the playlist as well. There'll be a link there. You can find it. And yeah. And then we have Jason here also. Jason is a CEO and founder of Black Unicorn. He's from London. I thought it was Australia, but <laughs> he's from London, the UK. And tell us more about what Black Unicorn is. I love that name, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, oh, thanks, girl. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yes, um, I am founder and CEO at Black Unicorn. Um, Black Unicorn is a culture company, and we think that workplace um, culture is broken. Um, and that's connected to culture at large being pretty broken as well. So we work with progressive startup brands and consult with them to attract talent that are interested in their, in their cause, what they're looking to build, um, and basically, like, connect the tissue between the brand that they're trying to build and the workplace culture that they're about as well. So um, we've worked with Dane Products. We've worked with Ethel's Club, um, Billy. Did a little bit of work with Glossier um, way back. So, like, brands with visionary And then founders. you mentioned Away as well. I feel like a Indeed. lot of people just have Away. Like, they just sell <laughs> like, okay, that's dope. Yeah, we did some work with Away over yeah. in, in the UK and in Europe. Um a lot of reported stuff going on with them in New York at the moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, one of the brands that we worked with um, did a lot of work over in the awesome. UK. Awesome. Well, group. welcome. I'm happy Thank to have you. you. Okay. We're going to get an end to everything. So my update is going to be kind of long because it's been a while <laughs> that I've been here. But first I want to say happy actually 2020 because right. January, 2020. Like, mm-hmm. January was the shittiest month <laughs> we made it. ever. And I honestly Lord. think that we should start like, t- like, Today was the start of like yes. the new year. Happy yeah. New Year, guys! Happy New Year! <laughs> yeah. So, how has y'all's like New Year been? Like, what are y'all's New Year's resolutions? Um, okay, so one of my New Year's resolutions is <laughs> I really need to reduce the screen time. Like, oh, not so much, no, not so too. much you on my yeah, not so much <laughs> on my laptop. It's my phone. Like, I just find Same. myself often like aimlessly scrolling through Instagram. And things, and I just feel like really depleted with the world because there's just so much shit coming up on my Instagram. Yeah, the energy definitely carries. Yeah, and so now I have like an alarm on my phone that goes off at like nine o'clock every night, and it just says like "put your phone down." I should definitely like, do shut that. your yeah. phone. But I was thinking about taking it a step further and actually putting time limits on Instagram in particular, just yeah. because like. 
look like working in social media, I do just for work, spend a lot of time on there and like perusing and seeing what's happening and like what brand I think is doing really awesome campaigns and like could I bring some elements of that to something I'm doing and, you know, things like that. So part of what I'm doing on there is work, but part of it is also procrastinating. <laughs> that so. is my thing. Okay, literally, I would yeah. scroll through Twitter. It's like I will have it now. Yeah. yeah. Like, hmm, what's going yeah. on? It's like I have to do something. I'm just scrolling through Twitter and I'm just like, like I just get lost in it. Yeah. It's really, really, really bad. And okay. like, yeah, I think reducing screen time. I think reducing screen time is the thing. Also, is there an app for that? To no, but you can do it if you've got an phone, iPhone. Right? If yeah. you've got an iPhone, in the there's in the settings where it's got the like screen time mm-hmm. section. You can change a setting in it so it like shuts your app down after you've used it for a certain amount of time in the day. So you can just like time limit it, and it does it just like accrues it throughout the day. So if you spend like five minutes on it, it'll just like add it all up over the course of the day, and then it'll lock the app. So you can't access it. I think I'm going to do that. Yeah. For 21 days, possibly. And then also not drink for 21 days. Even though yeah. I'm drinking Grey Goose right now. But yeah. after that, for sure. I was like, and, mm. um, my, other, <laughs> my other New Year's resolution is I am I am 31 and I can't drive. So my other New Year's resolution oh, wait, is that I have wait, to get my driver's wait. license. So... Why how is the tra- yeah? How does that work in Australia with the transportation? Is it like the bus and the subway? Yeah, I just took like the bus because I worked in. So like, it's not like I lived like super far out in Sydney or anything. I've always got like I, in Sydney. I grew up in like the inner city, and so I always took public transport everywhere. And then when I was learning, like I started learning how to drive when I was maybe like seventeen. And I was kind of on track to get my permit. But getting your license in Australia is not like getting it in America. In America, you're all so loosey-goosey with it. Like, fucking anyone can drive <laughs> here. But in Australia, <laughs> you have to do you have to do an online test to get your learner's permit. Mm-hmm. Then you must complete 150 hours of driving that you have to oh, log. Wow. You have to what? You have Wait, to what log. age do they let you do that? 16. Okay. So Same from 16. Okay. So you have to log 150 hours of driving and you need to like write all this stuff in literally like a diary that they give what? you a log book. So you log all of your hours. <laughs> then you get, you get a your, degree in then driving. You get you your red P plates. And when you're on your red she P plates. She always has plates, all the information, right? Yeah. <laughs> like she's like, she's like when you have your, like, encyclopedia. When you have your when you have your red P plates, you like you literally you couldn't go to a party and say have one drink because you have to be if you get breathalyzed or something, it has to be zero. It can't even be like like below a certain limit. Yeah, exactly. Really. It has to be zero, otherwise your license gets taken away from you, and you have to start again from scratch. That's good. I can see how that would be a problem. Yeah. So I mean, like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, but like, I was doing that, but then you know, I was eighteen, and I moved to, and I and I decided to move to Kenya, and then I was traveling in Europe, and then I went back to Australia, and kept on doing the process. 
but I was kind of back and forthing between Australia and London because my mum was living there then. And then I moved Your to mom. London. Yeah, my yeah. mum. <laughs> my and then and then I moved to London. And let me tell you, in London there is no need to drive because the public transport is so it's good. It's like New York. Like, why would you bother? Well, the public transport here is oh, yeah. mm, okay. oh, it's, it's, mm. better. it's, it's better. like it's yeah. cleaner, you know. <laughs> but okay, cleaner okay. and more people. efficient. Mm. I if I have to wait for five minutes for a tube in London, genuinely Jason will attest to this. You're actually like, is there some sort of problem? What <laughs> has no. happened here? New York needs to step their public transportation sure. up because I, I was in Taipei, Taiwan. Literally, for we stand in lines to get into, yeah. you stand in line and then there's like beautiful like jazz or like elevator music <laughs> playing while you're standing in the line to get into the train and you can't eat on there. They're so clean. You so can't nice. like talk too loud. You can't do a lot of things yeah. or else you're you're out of here. You're out of there. Yeah. So mm. it's like we we should step our shit up. But, <laughs> but, but like, obviously that's not gonna happen because they're trying to like literally like arrest Enforce people for, yeah. laws. for, yeah. for two cent for two dollar seventy five fare. They're trying <laughs> to arrest people. I honestly I honestly I honestly can't actually it was so funny because when um I was back in Australia over Christmas um, Josh, my boyfriend, he was in fact so impressed with how clean Australia's trains were. He took a photo <laughs> of the subway tracks because wow. he was just oh so shocked <laughs> at how clean they were. Because there's no trash on there. Barely any rats. <laughs> no right. rats, no trash on there. And he was just like, wow, this is amazing. Let me take a photo of it. Wow. Yeah, okay. Then, so, New York is the only place where you can leave earlier and then al- arrive later. Way than you later. Would have. Yeah. And that's one of my things is like train. leaving like at least 30 minutes like before no the time I'm supposed to be there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, what are your New Year's resolutions? So, my New Year's resolutions one, I was going to give up meat for a few months. But after January, I was like, you know what? I think I'm okay. Like, why? I, like, what was your reasoning behind that? I don't know. I've just been like transitioning off of meat for a few years. So I was like, okay, let oh, me be you did serious that. about mm-hmm. it now. But after a month of doing it, I don't know how I feel. I'm like, I might Don't want... eat it. Don't eat it. I, You know what? Now with all these crazy like sicknesses going on, I'm, I am kind of nervous to eat meat again. Don't, okay. I really want to, is this like a true thing? I feel like a lot of people who are vegan or vegetarian, like they say that their mind is just so much more clear. If that's if that's the truth, if that's the truth, I will definitely do it because like, why would you not want to be like your best self? Okay, mentally, physically, whatever. I was yeah yeah no seriously. I was so I was vegetarian for um a while and then I had I had quite I had like a surgery a few years ago and just because of like the things associated with the surgery. My doctor was like, you, they did like a whole blood panel and were checking all my like vitamin levels for recovery and stuff. And I hadn't been eating meat for a while. And my doctor was like, you have a lot of deficiencies that are just associated with like, obviously with someone not eating enough protein Protein. like where are you getting your protein sources from i was like was it was it because of like just like your own genetics or is it because like i think it's i think it's my own i think it's my own genetics as well i just think like i don't actually like eating meat now like it's not the smell of meat actually makes me feel a bit ill especially like especially red (laughs) meat that makes me feel a bit ill yeah Yeah. like Hmm. i know but i eat but i eat fish 
instead. However, You're pesky. Yeah, I'm pesky. I'm pesky. <laughs> I'm pesky. I was going <laughs> January, I was pesky. I had some fish. That yeah. was the only meat. Pesky sounds bougie as fuck. <laughs> I'm pesky. I'm pesky. But, I know. I've heard anyone call until you did. Okay, but so let, let me, let me okay. tell you, like, being a pescatarian <laughs> is not cheap mm. either. Like, it's I thought, no, cheaper I thought, to eat No, being meat. vegan, I thought it's cheaper because you're, like, not eating anything. What no. about cheese? But you need to, no, you can't eat cheese if you're a vegan. That's I know, that's what, what I'm cheese. saying. <laughs> Why am I going to be vegan if I can't have cheese? But, okay, Jason, what is your New Year's resolution? Oh, um, based on the January that I had, because um, we're starting the year now, right? Um, I think the main resolution for me is um, not being so... Not being so hard on myself around, particularly if I'm honest, like professional stuff. Mm. Like I'm very big picture, North Star. I know what I want to achieve. I know what I want to get to Same. and the impact that can have. And there's like a sense of responsibility tied up oh in my that. God, yeah. Um, we <laughs> you're like, we're going to get there. We're going to get into it. Um, so I always think about the big picture and like the, the destination. And there's so many different stages I need to go through and get to to get there. And I want to do all of those things now. And I'm, I have a weird relationship with work. I'm used to being able to do lots of different things to like a really high level, but you just get to a point where you're trying to squeeze too much through like a small filter. There's only so much you can do well at the same time. And I, it hit me hard in January. Like I kind of, in the actual sort of start of the year, it's like, this is what I'm going to do in like, you know, the first quarter of the year. And these are my plans and this is what's going to happen. And I tried to do all of it and put these like really almost impossible kind of like, um expectations on myself and it really hit me like to the point like I had my first depression episode oh in about a year yeah and then that Same. even that happened to me literally sorry nah, that happened go, to go me off. literally um it was kind of like during finals ish so Wait, are we talking like about the early December just like oh, <laughs> oh yeah I took it there already yeah, I was like no, oh yeah so. I, I would I would most I would most definitely call it depression yeah, yeah same I most definitely call like I believe that's what was happening right there. Um, mm. But it was more so like I was putting like way too much pressure on myself to like do everything to make sure that I am like aligning with my dream. And like it kills me when I don't reach my fullest potential because I'm like, girl, like get get your shit together. But I'm also human, right? Sure. So and it's a process. And, I, and then we also need balance. Like, yes, that is to be, so key. We need balance. So, and I did. I had like no balance at all. Mm. So I just would find myself just like having days where I'm just like, li like literally, like just crying. Li like no, like real tears. Hundred percent. Like yeah. it's crazy. Like for me, you know, I've, I've you know, I started. I've been seeing a therapist for Same. over a year. Yeah, um, made a lot of strides. Like in that, you know, with a lot of stuff that I had to kind of um, make peace with. And yeah, one hundred percent. And I guess like subconsciously, you tell yourself that you're cured. When it comes to depression in particular, because like, I have like, like when you feel good, you're like, "Hey, oh yeah, it's lit. I'm, 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 I'm here." 100%. <laughs> I'm telling you, that is me because like you compartmentalize mm -hmm. those low mood days when you have like a day and you're feeling low mood. Like, mm -hmm. okay, cool, everyone feels low mood. That's normal. When sure. you get like a two week, you know, sort of two to three week like period of depression, and if, this is the the time to. And then what's even crazier is when you get that when so much good shit is happening to you. And this you can't it. even recognize it. Like that <laughs> was what, that's what's happened to me. It was like I had got the best, like I was in like the best position ever. Yeah. Um, just things were just happening that were just very, very different. But it just like came down because of that pressure, because I was like that responsibility to show up and like be my best self. And I 
I realized that I was doubting myself. I was thinking I had to do the most more than just being myself to like fulfill my job or position, but truly I just need to show up and just be who I, who the hell I am. That's it. But I was overthinking everything, yeah. being a perfectionist and all that stuff just like resulted into like a deep ass. hundred percent. But yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's, it's crazy. Like I remember I went through this window, like um, sort of at the beginning of January and I got like something was delivered to the apartment. Like, um, and I'm lucky that like, where I live, there's like concierge or whatever. So if you're not there to take delivery or something, it's a very it just bougie gets, apartment. It's <laughs> it is the bougiest apartment I have ever been that to. Is, in that London. is that is very un- that is probably it untrue. Has, it's, <laughs> it's has, that's probably not a true thing. It has, it's high. You're like, why are you has, why are you stuttering, bro? <laughs> it has high ceilings uh, no. and it is like a massive two bedroom. This is apartment. his apartment. His apartment in London. I walked Wait, in. Whenever I, walked I go to in. London, I'm definitely stay with him. Stay with him. Oh, I have a spare room. Come through. Yeah. All right, that's set on that. I mean, I mean, that sounds like you can stay the with him or you can stay with my mum because my mum fucking loves having people. Oh my god, love go. it. Have options, you, baby. Have you met my mum? I, I don't know. This is why you go to grad school. You find random. You find random. Oh my god. Random amazing friends. Yeah. I have a spare room. Yeah. Anyone, list, any listeners? Me. There's a place for you in London. In London, yeah. if if you want to come through, yeah. Like something came, something. Um, so I ordered something, and I thought it'd get it would be left at um, a concierge, and somehow they got into. They rang the bell to the block, and I obviously ignored that shit because I was in bed hugging my pillow, weeping to myself. Um, I was like, oh, whatever, they'll just go to reception, and somehow like someone must have gone in and opened the block door, so they came up to the flat door, and knocked on the door. Now it's like five steps from my bedroom to the door and i just lay in bed like nope not today not like today. this is where this is my home this is where i live in this bed is where i'm at and that was this is a hundred percent like a bed ridden day and literally in that moment i was kind of like jason come on man like you couldn't even open the door you need to call your therapist you need to emergency mm-hmm. like emergency session um and you get so How hard on yourself. How often do you go? Normally every two weeks, but I travel okay. so often. Like I'm 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 out in New York um fairly often for work, so that tends to break it up. But um, yeah, it's just one of those ones where I think there's a lot of putting a lot of pressure on myself, and then because the prolonged the depression episodes, like the prolonged periods of feeling down in that way, had like been eliminated for at least a year. I got really hard on myself and I took that to failure. It was like, oh shit, I Wait, thought I was it, cured. So it lasted for like a year. Oh no, no. So the, this episode lasted for about two weeks, oh, but two, it's been okay. at least a, a year, year since, since I last had that, that kind of um, episode. Mm-hmm. Like I have low mood days here and there, but like everyone feels low mood. You feel right. down for a couple of days. I'm not really, the way me and my therapist talk about it, that's not really depression per se. And my depression's fairly mild. You know, it's like. It's just like having a shitty day every Every human being has, exactly. exactly. But like two weeks so, of like, yeah. I can't get out of bed and like, at best, like forcing work from my laptop in my bed just because, you know, you've got to do what you got to do, right? Yeah. Like, that's a different thing. And yeah, feeling like that was a failure and feeling like subconsciously you think you've cured yourself because it's been a year since the last time that happened. So it's a bit of a shock where you're like, oh shit, I haven't made any progress and this yeah, can still happen and, and so on. And then you get on yourself, even, oh my God, it was killer. <laughs> so I was lucky I had my girlfriend who was kind of like, you And then know, it's like, what did I do to so make on, myself go back to this? It's like, yeah, you didn't do anything. That's the thing. So you start looking at what triggered it in the first place. And what you can do to be kinder to yourself and also like throwing away that feeling of being a failure. Like it's like, no, this is just how I'm wired. And I need to be more mindful about what triggers it. But also I need to like accept it when it happens, True. be kind to myself in the ways that I need to and not get in my head to the point that I actually exacerbate it. Cause that's yeah. what I was doing. I made it worse. 
I was like, oh, you, you suck. You're a failure. It's a new year and you've got all this opportunity and the business is going well and your life's great. And here you are moping in bed. You're a loser. Yeah. And it's like, no, like I'm just where I'm at. Like just, yeah. it's cool. Whenever, like, whenever I feel like that, be, I just go back and look at all that I've done and then look at where I've came from and yeah. like look at like the space I was in like two years mm -hmm. ago as right. of now. And I'm like, oh 100%. shit, bitch, like, oh, you're fine. This, this you're okay. Yeah, yeah you that's something okay. I need to do more of. Like, I like a lot making myself a little more reflecting credit. on like yeah. all of that. Like yeah. a lot of people keep telling me, like, write down your blessings, and I'm really bad at that. I think, like, literally, like writing down the things that are like, even just things you're grateful. Mm -hmm. Like in the in, morning, like, if they yeah, say they're just those like, yeah, I'm gonna try. I think it's actually really good, but then I think to some people it just sounds very cliche. Like, wake up in the morning and write your like what you're grateful for, and it's like flowers in bloom. <laughs> that's true though. like that's okay but i know but it I feels think, yeah it, but it feels cliche but yeah. it actually does work like journaling 100%. really really works i big journal time. a lot big time. It i buy really a new journal oh, you do? every single year so i've got wow. like probably like at least 10 journals from like year to year wow to year. that's really good that's amazing then, that's crazy because then you can look back yeah. and like that mm. is beautiful actually it is it's like oh my god like this yeah. is what i was doing this mm. is what i was thinking this is what i wanted oh now i have you, that mm -hmm. like that's crazy. The whole journey. Like, but I feel like when we crazy. were younger, we all had diaries and we're writing all kinds of shit there. <laughs> but now we don't want to write anything anymore. I'm I grounded. Know. I hate this. <laughs> just, on, like, just on the mental health thing and like what you were saying about being in bed for like long periods of time, I think that's like a really massive issue with society at the moment because, mm. you know, when you're depressed, it's, it's an illness. It's a form of illness. Like it should be as acceptable as a, like a flu yeah like yeah. i saw the thing that you posted, posted today, today yes, that was too. like that was like calling your therapist or your counselor should be as normal as calling a doctor when you, you have the yeah, flu or a cold because everyone goes through depressive every so single true. person sure. goes through everybody should have some people yeah exactly mm. and like every single person Ooh. has like clinical like there are some people who physically have a chemical imbalance right. that's like it just means that they're more prone to depressive mm -hmm. phases. Like my stepdad, his family has like a really intense history of like mental illness sure. and things like that. And he's very prone or has been mm -hmm. prone to very depressive phases. But now he like has his own business that he's been running for ages that he like loves. And he's like, and he, so he found something. Like, yes. Well, yeah, he found something, but he's also like semi famous in the oh, like, industry that he okay. works in. What's so he's handle? like, What's well, he has, <laughs> no, so he's. His business, his business is called Climate Bonds, and I'm not totally clear on what his business does, but essentially <laughs> he works with, like, the Bank of China, Deutsche Bank. He has done work with the EU and stuff, and he works with that. them around corporate businesses investing more in climate-based bonds, so things that are going to be, like, positive for the climate emergency, basically. And things like that. But he's also, like, addressed the UN as Ow. well. So he once sends me and my sisters and my mom this selfie of himself in the UN General Assembly room. We all, like, ripped him <laughs> to shreds for it because we're that type of family. We're, yeah, like, well, like, look at that. we're like, look at that fucking <laughs> shitty selfie you took. But it's like, he, like he's, he's pretty famous in the industry that he works mm. in as well, which is really funny he's just like super happy now because he, he's doing something he really loves yeah that's awesome. and he's super successful has anybody ever it. like been offended when i think everyone yeah. needs therapy period mm. even if you are the happiest person ever you've, but like yeah. it just will make you even better yeah. has anyone ever gotten offended when you've like suggest not even like a sad person but someone's like oh like if you have suggested therapy because that happened to me recently oh wow and i'm just like 
Okay, I just sorry. Not happy. <laughs> so <laughs> my bad. So when they true. were offended, when you, I could feel that they were offended. Mm-hmm. They didn't mm-hmm. say it, but it was like, were they? Were they? Like, being... I'm not negative. I don't need therapy. Da, 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 da. And I was like, yeah. oh, I. A bit, a bit Molly and insecure yes, when they're like, yes, you, you should go to therapy, Molly and insecure. And I was, really, I was coming from a great place. I swear yeah. to God, I really was. Yeah. But they I mean, and did you say like they specifically like, hey, maybe? No, and or were no, you like everyone I didn't even say should. that. I said like therapy has helped me. Yeah, that's mm. what right, I said. So you should that try. And it was kind of like that. That feels like a worrying reaction. Yeah. Like therapy is great for me, but I don't need therapy. It's like no one said you did, but okay, yeah. thanks. <laughs> like, good but I mean, like I don't know. I know like. So me and Jason have been friends for like what a little while now, a few years. Years at least. Few years. So yeah. true story. Me and Jason met because we went on a Tinder date together. It was Bumble. And it, it was sorry, Bumble. It was Bumble. I'm not a whore. We met because we Bumble. went on a Bumble date together in London. Tinder's great, no shade. And he, we went and we like met at this bar in East London because I was working in East London. He's like uh-huh. an East London snob. And <laughs> we we met up and I was uh. like. And we ordered dancing. we ordered some drinks and he was like he's like what drink do you want I was like oh can I get a Negroni or like an old fashioned or something he's like I'm drink. getting a porn star martini and I'm like oh my god <laughs> which they don't really have in New York and I'm sad about yeah I said, what, is, kind the, of what a is that what is so a porn star <laughs> a porn star martini is basically so it is. A, I should have had one tonight. It's a cocktail. <laughs> it's a cocktail that's basically like vodka mm. and passion fruit and like lemon and, juice yeah. and oh, like stuff. But then you get a shot of prosecco <laughs> on the side. Oh, so I, like, love oh I love to see it. I love to see it. Who's like, a bougie bitch now? <laughs> I know. I know. And so Jason's sitting there drinking. I'm like they're like hammering back like old fashioned. <laughs> Sorry, let me just hold my porn star martini. I, I was like, all right, bro. <laughs> okay, we're gonna go on to uh, next segment. All right, so um, Lulu just came back in the mix. I think she was at church all day. Funny, I was actually in training. Oh, okay. Venue safety stuff because we moved to a new venue, so it's a whole thing. But yes, I had to go to Brooklyn, then come back. I'm like, huh, I need to meet with my people. So So Lulu is a media professional. She is from the new school as well. Beautiful soul, beautiful spirit. I don't even. I met you, I think, at Jad's party. Of course, randomly, because we, we only party. had one class together. Yeah, but we were friends without having classes together. At so all. it was like whatever. Yeah, and then we're both just like from Africa and just gorgeous. So thank you, thing, right? Kenya. Yeah. in the building, come through. Yeah, right. Um. <laughs> um, but anything else you want to tell everyone about yourself? Social media, what you do, what you want to do. Oh yeah, I can put the plug yeah. in. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. So if you're looking for me, it's at Lulu Zeko. But more about what we're talking about today with like grad school and all of that. I just finished. Recently, a couple months same. ago. Same, we both finished so, at the same time. So, hey. come through. So, we're feeling all the pressure to actually oh, yeah. have our life together right now. Same. Which is a great time to talk about all your feelings. Yeah. So, vulnerability <laughs> is real right yeah. now. Post-grad life. Just putting it out And there. those are like the pros and cons of grad, which we'll get into soon. And, okay, I, we, I have to say, like, happy Black History Month. Yeah. Come on, motherfucking niggas. Right? And... Did y'all see the Google commercial? I did. Yes. I liked it. I would it love to so know good. your thoughts if anybody has anything that they want to say about how amazing I it was. Did. For me, it was more so like we black people did this shit. Like we are <laughs> literally everything. Like they try to hide us. They try to like put us somewhere else. But we've done some amazing ass shit. Like we're like no other. So yeah, I like I will say I'm. I am an easy cry. Like, <laughs> I cry at fucking everything. My whole family makes me fun too. of me about it. Me too. But, like, I fully watched that and cried. I should 
probably say that I am a white lady. No, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. wait. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. I was going to get to like y'all's yeah. connection oh, and y'all's yeah. viral moment. We can do yeah. that right now then. Okay, so oh, yeah. wait. So Lucy is white. Yes. But let me tell y'all. But Lulu no. is black. Just <laughs> and, Okay, yeah. Lucy is white Anyone and Lulu is black. She's actually African. Yeah. So black be black. Right? <laughs> but um yes, literally pure, just like me. So um but Lucy, like we had music business class yeah. together and literally one of the best voices in our class. When she I would really just was. I really would just was. listen to you and be like how do you know all this That's stuff? <laughs> and how do you not you manage to say things about hip hop culture and stuff like that without offending people? I'm just like, your voice is golden. I hope you know that. Like, oh, it, you. you have to use it first. I don't know what you're gonna do with it, but you have to do something because it's mm-hmm. very, very special. Yeah. But yes, Lucy is definitely white. So when you hear that yeah. white Austra- Australian female accent, yeah, it's a white girl. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I just mean like I think it's look. I think it's just really amazing when like i will say sometimes i'm like pretty jaded about shit and i think it's like a bit tokenistic and i do sort of think this is somewhat tokenistic because it is black history month and they're doing it for that reason but But in saying that seeing every aspect of it like being like this was the most searched Mm -hmm. concert this was the most searched guitar solo this was the most searched movement and things like that i'm just like fuck yes like black people are so amazing yeah and how the world is just like diminishes that (laughs) light it honestly just shocks me regularly like and i think i mean i've always thought it was because we were a super threat which is why like yeah well yeah probably but i mean mean, it is what it is right i mean i'm just saying when the uprising comes i know what side lucy bring that ass Okay, anybody else have any thoughts about the commercial? I think, well, sorry, go ahead. Oh, Mm -hmm. well, I was just going to point out, because I I did love how well uh, they had curated it. I'm really hoping it was not outsourced. Going to get a little controversial, because sometimes this happens all the time, whenever there's a certain... What do you mean by that? You have to break it down, because people don't, would not know what outsourcing is. Only we do. Very Very media mindset right now. So if they decided to hire a, a boutique agency outside of Google to do this video for them in time for Black History Month, would be a little bit concerned. But if they, if this is like an organic from the heart of Google, I love it. Either way, the storyline is. is great. I felt like I it think was. it is. I think it was, because um, they have been building on their diversity, you know, appeals and campaigns and stuff. So I get as, that they As has that. everybody else. It's kind of annoying, right. like the, Go to. the force, but whatever. Well, yeah, that's another podcast, actually. Um, anybody else? Yeah, like I, I think that point around, like it potentially, or the perspective there might be tokenistic like that that's valid but at the same time let me see all the time you see that with like nike and you know cap and mm-hmm. it's like, mm, did you just bet on who are you prepared to piss off and who are you banking on being your customers for the next 10 20 years or is this really solely heartfelt like we know we've been knowing like how this stuff plays out having said that feelings are feelings and i'm very much of the mind like let's get to the point where this, this shouldn't even be newsworthy like as in so especially black people but so many people exist in that paradigm in terms of history what's been erased how we've got to where we have as a culture as a society what that's been built on what people's journeys have been you could go on and on like it's history and it should be more present and more it should just be included within Mm -hmm. the mainstream of what people Mm -hmm. consider history to be we're not there yet so we need things like this and 
I remember again Ethel's Club, who I think I mentioned, like mm-hmm. a co-working um, and members members club for Black people and people of color. Um, I remember going over to like meet with their CEO, shout out to Naj, um, and checking out their space, and it was like the feels. Like <laughs> I went, out, I met with them and one of my team members, and okay. legit, like we walked into they have like a podcast room and like just like wallpapers, you know, wallpaper with like you know just prominent black figures. Some some figures not prominent, mm-hmm. but just like blackness like you everywhere. felt it in your space and i was there like girl yeah <laughs> hug me yeah because we don't <laughs> feel that like, in our spaces at all yeah. especially like in entertainment it's just 100%. a lot of well i wouldn't even Whitey say that yeah, Whitey much. McWhite. And I think yeah. Those so <laughs> thanks for like, saying yeah. that <laughs> it's, true. it's true i think it's important like i remember and across the board i remember even as like a dude like watching as you know we move on but i remember watching wonder woman and being mm-hmm. like Everyone showed that picture of like, you know, a little girl in a Wonder Woman outfit looking at a poster like, oh, Wonder Woman. I was like, that was me in the Mm -hmm. cinema. Because it's so like, it's like so poignant how unusual that is. Then we get to like Black Panther and you're like... Oh my God! What yeah, kind of all this stuff? Happened. Like it still affects you. Like yeah, oh, yeah. Wakanda forever. You know, on one hand, like I'm a Wakanda Marvel geek, but you're like, I know what this is, but like you still feel the feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yes, the Google commercial is yeah. amazing. Yeah, I thought it was. Shout great. out. Yeah, Lady go Wanda. ahead. It was really good. Let no, me know what saying, you think. I just remember watching it and literally when they're going from like person after person after person I'm like these are all black people and I was like, like damn I didn't know that are amazing I'm, and then my media mindset kicked in like okay so and what then, is this yeah. for because I know you're trying to sell something yes. I'm like and it was like it was like important oh, things like best performance that's Month, important this is awesome yeah no, it was really good it was really great like great good job Google I know yeah. that's right. but also quite just on like a totally different note I thought it was really interesting that it dropped pretty much right after the Grammys because... It was good timing. Oh, yeah, it yeah. was good It was good timing to be like, oh, best performance. And then, like, look, no shade to Billie Eilish. She's a talented... Her and her segue, brother are a, like, talented duo oh, together. Yeah. But it is very much, like, really all four. Right. All four categories. I was categories. that was going to happen. Mm. Yeah, but anyway, you I digress. You can expound on, on that. <laughs> you can talk more about that if you want to. Girl. Yeah, like I just mean it's – I just think it shows how in this kind of like awards universe how dismissed black voices often are. And I mean like, you know, I think Tyler, the creator, what he said – Oh, my said God, that was amazing. After he won his award of being like – well, yeah, like it's obviously cool to win a Grammy, but it is kind of like a backhanded compliment because is this a best rap thing? And there were people who all. were like, it's not, it's Igor is amazing. I think it's such a good album. Oh, I think it's album. probably like his best album he's released, but it's not rap. It's not even really hip hop. Mm. It's like we had this conversation offline, yeah. but it's like, it's- what would you even place it as and I feel like a lot of musicians are making music that is just kind of like genreless and boxless. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they need to reinvent the way that they're like actually giving out these awards mm-hmm. nominations. It's yeah. not really making sense but anymore. Yeah. And it's just like the Academy sits there and they're like, oh yes, a black person <laughs> who right. does sing and rap mm-hmm. and therefore it's hip hop. And I'm like, not like, everyone yeah, no, fits, not into everyone fits into box. that box. Yep. And even as it is, it took a really long time to even get hip hop involved in the Grammys, mm-hmm. even though hip hop has been the most prevalent and popular music for the last like, like 20 years. years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every single part of pop culture <laughs> is ripped from it. I feel like the Grammys alone is a podcast. Yeah, no, that's like a lot. So we're gonna we're gonna move on. On the day of the Grammys, though, we found out that Kobe Bryant 
and Gigi Bryant passed away, which to me, <sighs> I was at brunch and I couldn't even like I looked around and like like three people at the spot just like bust out in tears, you know. It was just like a thing, especially being, I feel like being in New York, you're away from your family. It's like, you can just kind of like feel things like that. For me, what I took away from that was the whole girl dad thing just was so super special. I love my daddy. Like it, we've had to like build our relationship because he's African as hell. And, oh, I, girl, and I am not like a nurse or a doctor or a lawyer or whatever. Lawyer. So he doesn't, Accountant. yeah. Accountant. What do you do? The media? Yeah. yeah. How but, How much does he pay? Okay, How much did you go to Oxford for podcasts? <laughs> 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 Sorry, I derailed that. Sorry. We're, we're just unpacking a lot of things here. Okay. No, oh my god, that's hysterical. No, did ask that. Like that's exactly. Like, that's, we did have that's, that conversation last week. That's exactly like his reaction. But I will say that, like, as of like the past maybe year or so, he's been like so much more patient. He's starting to understand. He told me he wants to write like his own little TV series about like coming okay. to Africa. And, and literally he's like he has his own he has like his own like pharmaceutical company or whatever and he's like you can put your LLC like under different mm. things to make it cheaper and make it make more sense taxes all the bullshit and he's like put your thing like put for your thoughts under our oh. stuff um, it was like way more like camera. so yeah so like my story to say is basically kind of like I feel like that whole thing happening and how amazing of a dad Kobe was to his girls is making like the world just recognize like okay like show up for like your kids yes. or or if you're a kid like text your dad you know like just like cherish people that are in your life or whatever and dad like especially like black dads are so not really important. in people's lives like that i hope it's going to be better Moving you know in the future forward. but um i feel like that was one of the big the best like positive impacts it's going to have on us but y'all let me know what you guys think i'm trying not to cry that's why i'm like chopped up but yeah <laughs> Oh yeah, true. I, yeah. You 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 can cry if you want yeah. to. Feel the, feel the feelings. This is a safe feel space. Feel yeah, feel, yeah, the, feel feelings. the feelings. I know. Uh, I was like, I was like you. I had a couple of friends over for brunch, and me and Josh. So Josh is he's a Lakers fan, but he's a Lakers fan because he loved Kobe. And when I say he loved Kobe, he has this like. Tell them who Josh is. So Josh, know. Josh is my Josh is my boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Josh, Josh is African American yes. as well. Blacky black. Blacky black. He's from he is he's from Virginia Beach originally. So you know very much reps Missy and mm. Pharrell. He is a social worker, but he's also a rapper. Mm. If you want to see his music, it's at Josh Lamb Music. Josh Lamb underscore music, and he's amazing. So I'm just going to give him a little shout out. But he, every morning when he's on his way to work, he watches like different motivational videos and he's, he's Christian. So sometimes it's like a Bible, mm, <coughs> sorry, okay. excuse me. Sometimes it's a Bible study thing. But a lot of the time what he actually watches is motivational videos of Kobe speaking about like, mm mumba mentality and all mm. this stuff and we were sitting there with our friends and nathan um was just like oh my god 
Kobe Bryant has died in a helicopter crash, and we're all like, "Don't say Everyone that!" Like that is like, like we're yeah. like, we're like, that is such Fake a bad news. juju yeah, to put right, out yeah. in the world. Like that's not funny. And he was like, "No, seriously." I was like, "Who broke the news?" He was like, "TMZ." And I'm like, "Give it a minute." Let me. I was like, I was like, I was like, I'm going to look at a legitimate news source. So I pull up my Guardian app because they're the news source I trust. And I was like, and. It was on there as well, and I was like, "Shit!" But I mean, I'm not—I'm not a huge sports person in any way. It was more just seeing, me like, there, yeah. I mean, the thing that really hit me was his daughter being with him, and when that I found out about Gigi, that literally did me in. But more so because I was just thinking about, oh my god, Vanessa has not only lost her husband; she's lost her 13-year-old child. Mm. And then I was thinking about his other daughters and especially his 18-month-old daughter, Mm. or she's not even one yet, Mm -hmm. like Capri, the youngest one. That little girl is going to grow up with everyone saying, your dad was a legend, he was a legend, best basketballer, Mm. best this, and she's just going to be sitting there being like, I never knew him. And then it's also like, how is that going to impact her? Will she be angry? Will she be sad? I, How will I, she I feel? I hope that. I feel like they have all, well, who knows? It's still going to definitely hurt. But knowing, like, the mama mentality and, like, the way that that works, I feel like they're going to use that for, like, the greater good. And it's yeah, going to be, like, they're so. going to be really, really strong, kind of, like, find, like, healing in whatever is happening. Yeah. Of course, they're going to, like, grieve right. for a while. But I feel like they're going to, like, pull that out of somewhere to just be, like, yeah. I don't know. But I don't know if, if y'all saw that, like, it's li- this is the one thing that gets me every time. There is this illustration of Kobe and, G- and Gigi holding hands and they're, like, in clouds. Oh, okay. So it's obviously meant me to be in heaven. And they've got halos on them and there's, like, a basketball – there's, like, a basketball hoop in the background. It's this, like, illustration that's just been going – Every single time I see that, I, like, get a bit choked up because I'm just like, oh, God, it was just, like, the two of them together. Mm. For me, it's, like, when I see, like, clips of them, like, on the court, like, when he's playing and he goes to, like, the sidelines and, like, Mm. is there a high five and all that Mm. stuff, that is just really, like, Mm. that's insane to me. But anybody else? It was a lot. Like, I, so, yeah, it was Sunday night in the uk when it broke and i follow um someone in the uk called collect well her um username is kolechnikov um or kolechnikov and she's like a culture influencer etc um shout out to kolechnikov she is amazing and that's why the shout out y'all can y'all can chime in Um, no she is amazing you all should follow her if you want to know anything about like uk pop culture i don't i don't know who this lady is but i guess i'll look her up after she she's a ben's panani womanist and go and check out what that means i don't want to she yeah, does all the lot. things. Okay. Um, and she's been influential in my life, like slight tangent, but like even okay. going down the path of like therapy and so on, like mm-hmm. resonance with her experiences that she's talked on led me down that path. And she even introduced me to my therapist. Um, she's been amazing. Um, so she had, it was on her Instagram stories, like Kobe Bryant passed away. And, you know, she, that's how I found out about the news. And everything from, so TMZ broke it. So all the feels, like obviously just on an emotional level, you think about the people you've lost, you think about, you feel in a certain way. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a London boy who wasn't the biggest basketball fan, 
but still like you shoot like a piece of trash yeah. into like the bin and yeah. go me like yeah. that's what yeah. you do um, like you still played NBA Jam you still know about I never Pippen made and... it in the trash but like never <laughs> oh no I was never actually Kobe, Kobe, Kobe but so I said Kobe when I shot in there. but I did do that yeah same energy um, and yeah I kind of went from all the things like literally I was like okay so TMZ broke this so his wife and his family and his loved ones have found out about this via TMZ so I went into what does that say about our culture where I'm complicit within that. Like I I need news, fill the articles, fill the columns. I need to know the things. So that made me feel like that's not humane. Um, the number of other people, the other people who, par- who perished in the tragedy and that sense of, well, if you knew people you loved were also on that helicopter, that kind of dichotomy between, you know, it was Kobe. And then obviously we found out, you know, then it was, it was reported. It was his daughter. The family, like, yeah. the family so that, that was the like husband, wife sure. and the daughter mm-hmm. who yeah. all passed mm-hmm. away. They have two other yeah. fucking children oh who are it's now so just lot. going to be alone. Like they've been wow. orphaned yeah. because yeah. the three of them. And yeah, it's yeah, horrendous. they've got, yeah. they've got an older son. So the daughter who, passed away she was the middle child and they had an older son mm-hmm. and a young daughter who looks like she must have been about 10 years old Stop. or something yeah because i mean they were and heading that, to like training camps so yeah yeah it made sense for them to all be for on. sure yeah, yeah no no i knew i did not know that it was that situation mm-hmm. that's yeah. one i did not hear about so i'm glad you guys like said that because i'm mm-hmm. sure, sure people didn't hear but about either. That, yeah, yeah, but that was the point. It was that sense of like it's Kobe, like it's it's yeah, different. Oh, like, but but it's, everyone's life is else? valid. And yeah, that sense of like, very, very so we got true. the scoop on the most famous person, but then it was an afterthought. I love these that. other people. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, okay, again, like what does that say about who's most valuable and you know, so on and so forth? Then I kind of got all the feelings of dude, all the relationships that you have that maybe aren't popping the way they should be, like for reasons that you should be able to figure out. Like, you know, life is short. Tomorrow it could be done for you. It could be done for them. Figure it out. This and that. I will say about sidebar, the- but life is also short. But then we also go through so much shit that's 100. like, like we just talked about. Hundred percent. me like two weeks of you know just. <laughs> I'm, that's I'm not so with the true. Shit. Yeah. So hundred percent. Like, it's like I'm not trying to not be there for you. Uh-huh. I, just I almost can't, can't right like, now. Literally, I need like to be here for myself so I could be here for you later. Exactly. One hundred percent. Like so, that was my feeling. I went to bed and I was like, oh come on, man, and so on and so forth. And you know, just figure it out with this person and that person. And the next day. Me and my girlfriend were messaging. Then, funnily enough, Kelechi, who I just mentioned, Kelechnikov, she does a podcast as well. She was like, I've just seen, she did like a, an episode. She always does an episode on Mondays, always released on Mondays. So um, my girlfriend said, check out the episode, like reading the synopsis, it's going to be really resonant. And I checked it out. And between my girlfriend and that episode, it was that sense of, yes, it's life is short and so on and so forth. But Superman reference for anyone who's not a geek. People have been put in the phantom zone for a reason. And there's a sense of like, don't start replicating those like, I'm a pleaser by nature. Don't go back to like toxic kind of dynamics with people that for good reasons, you can keep people at arm's length in a kind way that are going to be obstacles for you fulfilling Mm -hmm. your potential and living your life in the fullest way. And that's if there's a lesson to be taken. Obviously, mm-hmm. like, this is a tragic Can thing that's happened. Can you explain putting people in a phantom? So, because, so yeah. the phantom zone is where Superman I love that puts... Word, but I know that. <laughs> yeah. So the phantom zone is where Superman puts um, his nemesis from his home planet, Krypton. It's a guy called Zod who comes and attacks Earth. Um, so in Superman, the original Superman 2 with Christopher Reeve, I guess in Man of Steel, like the recent one. Yeah, they kind of referenced it a little yeah. bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, think, yes, yeah, big nerd, they get, big nerd. Yeah, that's like a weird court case. Yeah. Out of, yeah. Spoiler alert for Man of Steel from like 
six years ago. Um, but <laughs> literally, like, yeah, it's kind of like you yeah. get put in this kind of prison of sorts. Like, you're yeah. kind of sent away. So, yeah, like, there are people in my life that are in that kind of place. And it's, things could change, you know, depending yeah. on dynamics. But don't jump, don't yeah. leap to the extreme of, no, you got to make it work with these people. No, 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 because the only way that works is for you to small yourself. To small yourself in a dynamic mm -hmm. that makes you less than who you are. And that's, you've chosen to, like, you know, fulfill your potential and be the best person that you can be. And that means you have to, certain relationships that just don't serve you and you yeah. don't serve them. doesn't I, have to be toxic. I had that same thought. Not, it was more so, like, friendships. Mm. that I kind of like cut off before that Same. but and, and I'm not the type to do that like I love people sure. I keep my friendships or whatever but some of them it just like was not but on that day I was like I really thought about those yeah. and I was like damn is it one of those things where I should reach out or reach is out it one of those yeah. things where it's just it is what it is and so that's crazy that you even said that so I got to that. Either. Yeah, and that's okay. Like you, yeah, but you got to be is. true to yourself like why Every is that relationship is different 100% yeah. you know sometimes you need like Borders for certain Absolutely. people. Absolutely. Like, boundaries are important. Oh, there you go. Boundaries are key. Then, again, not to like go off on a complete tangent, but like the way the BBC reported what happened to Kobe the next day, they said so this would be quite UK centric. I'm sure this didn't like pop in the US, but they used footage, you know, that whole thing around like people thinking that black people all look alike. Mm -hmm. So on the BBC, in, in reporting what had happened to Kobe, they showed footage of LeBron James. Of course they did. Alongside Come on. Of course they did. He, and the footage they showed of him was him playing basketball with his name James on the back of his jersey. Not Bryant, James. Wait. So everyone in the oh, UK who wait. was conscious and anyone what? who saw yeah. it, legit. Like, I know, like, if it's new, to, mm. <laughs> I see the looks around the room, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sorry to reveal. So, like, the UK is, it's, well, you know, it's a bit different. from here. Yeah. Also, yeah. I feel like in from those here. type yeah, of newsrooms. But this is the key. That's is that, not even the case It's crazy. Because most times... I've noticed that in ter certain newsrooms, mm -hmm. they will usually choose the visual of the one who will get the most clicks and impressions. And if they know that there's going to be conflict when they post that, you're going to be looking at that feed saying, that's the wrong person. Yeah. Guess who's getting all the wow. tweets and things. I went, sorry, I went deep into like media stuff because that's where, that's what's been selling mostly. Like they, won't, them know. they know and it's I a mess. That. I, I hate but like It works. We've had it, it in, works We've though. had it in the UK before. Let me, I've always say this story. But let me say about the clickbait that I was, it's kind of hysterical. They were like, Kim Kardashian is out without her arm. Literally was a picture oh, someone thought. I don't, I don't understand the sentence. <laughs> that, no, Kim Kardashian is out with, like, she lost her arm, right? It's a picture. Someone photoshopped a fucking nub on oh, Kim Oh, my God. And it but was like you're gonna they got them, so right? many clicks. Like, yeah. It was it was actually Way rude. And so, but that's just like a crazy ass. But like I hate clickbait. Oh, I, and it's bad yeah. for news. It's bad for people. But that's what. But that's what media is now. Like no, let's be and realistic. That, and that's why I have my podcast and be. things like that because yeah. it, we shouldn't need more be. empathy and more like humanity 100%. in the media. Like that's 100%. not how it's supposed to be. That's but even Penny's with the reporting, here. yes, that's why Penny's here because yeah. she's making yeah. this shit happen. Like my, um, that's what I want to do. But even with the reporting of this, because I think that's that's what hit me the most. The when I found out about it, it was through the New York Post, and I'd seen that. I'm like, what? Six minutes ago? Okay time it out let's just wait a little bit let's see who else is going to pick up on this then you went on instagram you're like okay everybody's posting pictures this is getting legit okay and then all of the other like bigger media houses started posting about it problem is though there wasn't enough information because first it said four people then it said he yeah. was on his own then it said no it's about nine and then i remember texting loose and i'm like 
dude. She's like, I think her daughter, the, his daughter was on the helicopter as well. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And then like 20 minutes later, yep, nine people now. So it's like the sequence of, this is how we report news. They go straight to Twitter first before they actually have thoroughly gone through the facts. Yeah, and, and this is messing up people. But did you already mention that they found out, like that Vanessa found out She found out She found out by social media. media. How like, is that? Well, this is the life we're living. But it means that. And what was also, sorry, what was also crazy is like, it's not crazy, but it's just like made me realize how different times are is the fact that like her breaking her silence was an Instagram post. Mm -hmm. And most of the time it's like you actually yeah. go to news or Oprah or somebody, Barbara yeah. Walters comes. Instagram and, like, is like the new news now. That's it. Sometimes. Yeah. And it made me just realize like how important it actually is. Yeah. yeah. You know? But, I mean like even the stuff like what, what it said to me about the whole thing is that there were people on the scene. There were people on that scene who were looking at who could have been in that helicopter and they messaged fucking TMZ, which is, like, it deeply upsets me how many people get their news from TMZ because it's the trash of the earth. Yeah, of course. No, it's awful. It's like, it's it's terrible. And, I mean, even stuff, because I am one of those people, like, I follow The Guardian, I follow the BBC because I follow the Sydney Morning Herald because I have, I call home, I have homes in three different countries and yeah. so I need to get news from three different news sources mm-hmm. and things like that. And I will double check my sources because I don't always trust what I see on my Instagram feed. Yeah. But there are a lot of people who take all their information from their Instagram feed. I'm like, mm-hmm. how much oh, misinformation no, the are they yeah. being oh, fed? That's, that, that's also okay. another podcast. Yeah. And also the pressure of the podcast. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. we, have to, we do have to move on if oh, we yeah. want oh, to, yeah. like, yeah. actually get For to sure. grad school yeah. topics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that first, and then we can, like, chop it up and go back. So sure. at my grad school hotties here. <laughs> can that be a room? Grad school hotties. And... <laughs> I want to talk about the pros and cons of grad school. I debated on going because it costs too goddamn much, one. Um, two, it was more so like, I guess moving out here was a whole other thing as well. And it's just like, I don't know, like, what do you guys think about, like, the let's do pros first, and then we'll do cons. And you can say more than one pro, more than one con. And... I hope you have y'all thought about this already or yeah. okay who's good okay go ahead Lucy um, <laughs> I think my okay so realistically my pro was I had wanted to move to New York since I was about 23 so from the age of 23 until I actually got here when I was 29 and I also want you to talk about like still finding your purpose like in your 30s yeah. because people always have this like time limit no, time limit on like, life totally. add that into there so it's it is like a bit of a story, but like basically I had really wanted to move to New York specifically for a really long time. And I finished my undergrad when I was 23 because I had a journey to get there. But anyway, um, and then I, I did my undergrad in London and it finished and my visa ran out. So I had to go back to Australia. I spent a couple of years in Australia and then I moved back to London Um. And while I was in London, everything was, like, fine. It was good. I was happy. And then in 2017, I had the world shittest year. That was the year I also met Jason. So he also saw oh. me at one of my, like, peak, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Carly. It wasn't one of my, me. Like, at one of my peak lows and stuff, and I was very lost in my career and everything like that. 
I was just sort of figuring stuff Did you know out. that you wanted to do media like your whole life? Well, like I was or working I was in working space? in like I was working in marketing and social media at oh, the time. Okay. And so I was just looking for ways I could like extend my experience and I found out about this course at the new school and I was like, Well, I've wanted to move to New York for so long, so I had just been fired from a really horrific job and I was like, okay, the time is now. I'm turning, I've just turned 28. I'm 30 in two years. This is my time to do this. And I applied and was like, we'll see what happens. And I got in and I was like, fuck it. Yeah, let's go. (laughs) And it was just like, it was a way for me to escape some kind of toxic cycles I was in and find Very something true. new. Oh my, that was one of that my things too. Yeah. Wait. Wow. Let's yeah. talk about that. <laughs> Not even more so oh, like a toxic cycle, but living. it yeah. was more so. I was depressed prior to grad school, even though grad school can be stressful. At Let's talk about yeah. We definitely need to talk about that. But it was more for, for, like for me, it was more so I feel like I'm doing the same thing over and yeah, over. Like in Houston. Totally. And I just know, knew I was meant for more. Do you, mm-hmm. like, I, feel like, I feel like people like that have those like inkling yeah. feelings and it, it just pushes on you, pushes on you. It's like you're meant for so much more. And in Houston, I was doing so much already. But I'm like, this is not like the stopping point. It has to be somewhere else. Yeah. And I just mean like I think I was just like I need to be somewhere where I can make more contacts and I had great contacts in London. But I was like, well – if I want to work in media, even if it is social media, where better to be than New York? Facts. And I want you to speak on, like, because you're like an ambassador for the new, like, what? <laughs> she was <laughs> right, so like, okay. uh, a yeah, student ambassador for the new school, a, student be senate. Be I helped pick the newest president for the new school, okay. so your girl is very involved. Wait, but- David's leaving? Oh, he girl. Left. He, he left. left. Come on. Tony. He's gone. My dad. April, he's, he's gone. So me. <laughs> he don't even go here. Me, <laughs> y'all, no, me me and my mom got to have lunch with David after like the Aww. grad school or whatever. And my dad has been like waiting to like have lunch with him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, he's crazy. got no, a free time. Dwight so. McBride is going to be way better to have lunch with because DVC true. is trash. Wait, we, oh, we so have to cut that like, out. We're going to have to cut that out. Yeah. But it's okay. <laughs> we, that's like confidential information. Sorry. Yeah. Can't, um, yeah. He's not. But also. It's not. Everyone knows he's the president-elect. It's been all over social media. Dwight McBride. Oh, wait. True. I didn't know that. It's all over social media. We're keeping yeah. it in. Yeah. We're keeping it in. He's the first <laughs> black president of the new school. Anyway. So. Oh, um, wait. He's black. Yes. yes. Black I'm gay. Yes. I'm gay. Black history. Hey, I always have a change, a change um, segment in my thing. Before was Matthew Cherry and the whole hair love yeah. um, thing in the Oscars, and DeAndre for wearing his dreads yes. and all that stuff. But today, the change <laughs> is say his name again. It's Doctor Dwight McBride. He's the new president elect of the lit new school. As hell. I yes. am proud. Okay. Yeah. So just speak to like for I guess like why it's so different, like the innovation of the new school, and then go into like your pros and your cons. We haven't even done that yet. Yeah. So innovation of the new school, the good thing is the transdisciplinary focus. So you're able to switch it up fully. If you want to customize your degree, that's the best thing. So nowadays, I mean, millennials and Gen Z, they kind of want to be able to know exactly what they're doing. So if I can do all the things, I can do music, I can do art, I can do And we all have that in us. Come on now. So we're not boxed in. That's the best part. I can write, I can market, I can, like, it's like, it's like, everyone can do so many things, like, and I'm not sure why America or I, I'm not sure if this is the whole world, just sets us up to just do, like, one thing. Mm-hmm. It's life. everywhere. It's, uh, it's not just Industrial here. era yeah. Like, what's that about? I guess it, it just that. makes things make sense for everybody, but 
continue. So that's the the main thing. The second thing is you're exposed to a huge amount of culture, not just being in New York, but also because you meet a lot of international Mm -hmm. kids. Like I'm Zambian, but I grew up in Namibia, the UK for a hot second. South Africa was like degree one and two. Australia was degree three. New York is degree four. So there's a lot of... Have I never talked about this? Never. I'm sorry. What degrees do you have? Um, Bachelor Bachelor of Commerce in Tourism that I got in Johannesburg. Period. Uh, Postgraduate Diploma in Media Marketing management in Cape Town period uh, master of tourism that I still need to do my research on but it counts bitch it counts <laughs> <laughs> master period. of tourism in Australia that's what I did in Melbourne and then master of science and media management yes. from the new school in New York Love so I use degrees to travel so there's another pro for you oh. you want to travel study <laughs> Pick a continent and study. That I love helps. that. I like, love that. Just make it That's more also fun. how we bonded. We bonded yeah. over podcasts in Australia. Podcasts in Australia. No, not over that. Not the intersection thereof. Like she was introduced to me and it was like, and it was like, Lulu likes podcasts. I'm like, great. What podcasts do you like? Yeah. I also love podcasts. Don't ever, don't <laughs> ever <laughs> ask me if I like podcasts. I love podcasts. It's okay. But I ask you I was more so like an in and out girl. Yeah. But then I hope. I hope I still connected in a way. Yeah. But I was very in and out. I was way in and out. You made an impression. Like my, okay, this is one of my biggest regrets. I feel like I should have been more in. Involved? Involved. But then again, I'm like, wait, I have so much shit going on on the side. In in real life. And. But when, but like. Exactly. But when I like saw the news, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I just want to do this and I just want to be this part, like be, but then it's like, okay, I did that in undergrad, like president of this and like senate of this, whatever. And I just felt like I wasn't as involved, but I have no idea. So I had the kind of- Like, like, did I miss anything? No, well, like I had the reverse experience because my undergrad, I, I worked full time. And when I say I worked full time, I, in my third year of my undergrad, I was- a bar manager and I worked between 40 to 60 hours a week on top of my classes and stuff. So I did nothing except for go to my class and leave. Mm-hmm. So when I came here, because as an international student, like Lulu knows as well, you have so many, it like not like infringements, but you have more restrictions on what Very you can true. and can't do. I wanted to talk, so, like, speak on that more, but we probably yeah, don't have time. No, yeah. but I just mean like, so for instance, in America during your first year or your first academic year, you can't work anywhere except for on campus. Uh So, I mean, for both of us, we have to work so we can, like, support ourselves and things. Uh So we had to get a job and stuff. But it does mean that by default you are more involved with things that are going on 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 campus. And, like, Savon works on campus Mm -hmm. as well. And it just means you know more of the stuff that's going on because you're there. I worked on campus, by the way. I was an admissions assistant for maybe – Four, wait, five months. <laughs> no. But I, I did work on campus before yeah. I got, but before I got like my a job like in the industry. Yeah, exactly. And I loved it. I loved it because I got it. I really that, that's when I felt the most like invested. In yeah. Is, is that where you're at right now? Yeah. I, I mean, think. I enjoy being there, but I think it is important that you get your knowledge in the classroom and then you apply it and experience it outside the classroom. So I think you should definitely have a balance of going to school and then being involved in like the real world, trying to build your career. Well, I just had like a really good idea. You probably be, will be able to like, so maybe if there's a way that I can like have an initiative to really make sure that new school students get 
like an experience outside? Like, can we create something to like, because of course they have, yeah, go to your career counselor or whatever, but that did nothing for me. What, what did something yeah. for me was me being out here, like, in, the, in these streets, yeah. honey. Yeah. Literally. So Listen, I, me meeting Penny. Out. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a huge difference, and you're, right? And you're a great writer. A, an exactly. amazing writer. Like, yeah, she wrote for Vashti. You. Like, I was content managing for Vashti.com. Right. And, and she was like, oh, she just came and wrote for us. And yeah. she did great. So I'm like, I want to bring, maybe that will be, like, what I do there. So I feel like I, I always like want to leave something from where like I am. Nice. So maybe that would be a good thing. You know what? This so, is, would like, be a great opportunity for the like alumni network type of thing because I know yeah. once is there a party done, soon? There's there's a party next week actually. Yeah, and we got this. My yes. friend actually works at, at the space that it's at, which is oh, kind of crazy. Right? Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. got this. Don't worry, we'll make something happen yeah. here. This can't just end here. Yeah. It has to keep going. No, for sure. So, but I mean, like going on to like obvious cons of grad school. Mm. Oh. Wait, it's, let wait, I'm let tired. Yeah. Lulu has yeah. <laughs> Lulu tired. say your pros or just oh, yeah. the pros. Wait, wait, um, you kinda said it a little bit, right? I, I said a few, a few more. Um speak like obviously pros of grad school, honestly, it makes like for like an interesting boom, boom, boom. conversation. Mm-hmm. Um networking. It's a great conversation starter because I always want to know what university you went to, what school, what like programs you were into, who you knew from it, and also just the people that you're going to meet or future, whatever it is. But being in New York, you're in the media capital, so it just makes sense for you to be yeah. here. Um, any other pros? Uh, well, you kind of feel older because, well, you're grad school, so it's very different from Where the undergrad style. Oh, I turned 30 last year, so okay. we're, in, we're in our 30s. We're in our 30s. Yes, You're just Black 30. Don't I'm crack, 31. Honey. Black don't crack. How old are you? <laughs> Wait, how old are you? Savan, 28. I turned 28 in August. Yeah. Yes. How old are you? I'm 30. He didn't go to news. Yes. 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 Come on now. Big, big daddy. daddy. Big daddy. <laughs> I didn't mean to like that. Not big daddy. I love it. I'm the eldest in the room. I love it. Big daddy. Those are probably the... Key pre, you know, cons and everything. All right. Sorry, yeah. Cons, I'm going to start. My con, I think, is like the time. It took away from things that I needed to do on the outside. That would have like social media, like content, like money, like a job, all those things. It took away from that for me for the first year, at least. Second year, I was like trying, I was like, let's try to do both at the same time. So I feel like it kind of slowed me down, but it also gave me, this is a pro, gave me like a concrete like thing to like look this is what I have for for the corporate world like I have a whole degree master's degree in media studies and media management like what do you and plus everything else so for me it was just more so I feel like I could have done my time somewhere else Mm -hmm. but um it was definitely worth it and I met you guys yeah for sure cons um it costs way too much Mm -hmm. and I feel like the higher education bubble is about to burst so hard I can't wait. Let's just go back to like degrees being like zero dollars. Come right. through. But anyway, uh, but yeah, money for sure. There's a lot of time. Um, there's a lot of times when the people that you're going to interview for with the job search, because that's what I'm dealing with right now, job hunting. They want to know how much time you spent actually working compared to being yes, educated. No one cares. They don't yes. care. To work. They're like, yes, cool. Yes. You got a great degree. No but one cares. where was the work experience? In, well, at least yes. in. OK, no so, one cares in entertainment. OK, so like. It's our that's, field. I would they say, know what have you done? I would yeah. say that, um, like, like for entertainment school. and media jobs, school does not matter. It more so matters about your network and your, um, like your work, like your work. That's really kind of it. All three of them 
will put you on the top. That's yeah. for sure. That's amazing. Wait, so what were that, the three? That's so I would say network. your network, yeah. your actual work, yeah. right? And then the third one, if you have schools that and that, okay. that was my goal. Yeah. So we're kind of. We're that's touching that's on me. It a little bit, yeah. a little that's bit. A, li- a little, you know that that's exactly like where like I'm trying to be because I want to like always have like a backup to like this is why I do and this is why I do it. Like, yeah. I mean, I think one thing is if you want to be at grad school in New York and you want to actually get a job afterwards, you need to hustle. Going to your classes is not message LinkedIn. It is like hustle. It's make sure your CV is updated. Make sure your LinkedIn is updated. Go to every possible networking event you can. Collect cards. I can't email enough. Email people. Don't be afraid if they don't remember you. Send them a reminder. Mm -hmm. Meet people because. Let's be real, in this day and age, you can submit those LinkedIn resumes, but you get a job from your network. Yeah. Like, all of my jobs were from networks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I say every, except for Vashi, that was like random. That's it. Mm-hmm. And shout out to Vashi. She's like a new one of <laughs> yeah. one one, one of Vashti. she's like one of New York's greatest. Like yes. it's kind of crazy. That's mm-hmm. the only one, but everything else, it was all up. Like kind of like word of mouth, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and getting and I, an intro, yeah. getting and getting yeah. an intro. Yeah. Exactly. But the networking is twofold though, because so it's networking. Like you go to a, events that are outside of the school system, the but it's also yeah. the follow ups. But then it's also the networking with like the faculty the, and all of that because they yeah. have those connections. And the new school okay. is notorious. That's why I didn't do. That's why I didn't for, do. Like the professors, the people, like their variety. New York Times, like all of those yeah. big names: Google, I mean, Facebook, you name it. They're connected. Shout out to Charlie Warner, who is 86 and is still teaching at the new school. 86? He's one of the original Mad Men, I'm telling you. He got his first job in advertising in 1954. Get the fuck. He's been teaching for a long time and he knows everyone. Everyone. Best network Um, you will have. Can y'all introduce me? Yeah, because that type of recommendation letter. (laughs) Yeah, so those are the two types. Like, go to the events outside, like, if there's a party happening, you know And don't be be fake. Okay, we talk, okay, go back. (laughs) So if you want to know about networking, go to this past episode four, like, natural networking. Like, don't be a fake hoe. I swear to God, like, just do not do that. Like, actually care ask questions like oh like what'd you do today like don't ask like oh look at my resume i want a job okay no that that's that's not gonna work out for you you're gonna go home really sad and also know that we everyone is nervous at networking events right and then i also wanted to say we're all scared we're all scared all the time so if you feel scared and you think that you're the only one to like hop outside of that fear you're not we're and i've heard that from like i think beyonce said that you know like from everyone it's like every time we are about to step out of of ourselves and do something that fear is there Mm -hmm. after you do you're gonna be like damn like i did that shit like it's Mm -hmm. um, like it's amazing so fear is nothing don't let it trick you so yeah i feel like you guys said the pros and the cons because the pros was definitely networking and learning a lot because I'm more of a creative person. Mm-hmm. So actually learning the tools and the knowledge and the data and the research, I think that was helpful. Um, but yeah, the 
cons are I'm tired and I wish <laughs> I wish I had more time to be more involved in the field, you know, because that's really what they're looking for in this area. Yeah. So you got time and you got me. We we will make it work. Right. We'll do that's it. That's collectively. Right. We got, we got it. You've got yes. all of us oh, in different yeah, no, phases. For sure. it, so you'll be okay. Okay. Um did you go to grad school, Jason? Um I did an undergrad. Um he went to Oxford University. <laughs> Casual. Can you not? <laughs> Baby. Wait. He went what? to Oxford to study law what? as well. Yeah. What? Sure. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So I read. <laughs> um, he yeah. read law. Sorry, That's what they say in England. Oxbridge, like Oxford and Cambridge vernacular. Like, I hate it. People like, I read law. Like, you study law. Um. I yeah so, sorry um I yeah so I read law um at the University of Oxford um went to law school trained as a solicitor which is one of the options you can take practicing as a lawyer in the UK um I trained as a solicitor at Clifford Chance um it's a big corporate law firm realized I fucking hated that um and fell into startups joined a startup recruiting firm I was employee number two um co-built the company, did a bit of everything. Um, so for about three and a half, four years, by the time I left, we had maybe 40, 50 staff. Like we we grew a lot, bootstrap startup, like crazy, no money, get creative, do stuff. Um, so I joined as a trainee recruiter. I left as chief culture officer, looking after internal HR, legal, and like brand community, that kind of stuff. And divisional director for real estate. So I had a team of about 10 people. Where'd you go um, after that? <laughs> yeah, some little know. some little known startup that no one in this city would have heard of. Um, they're called WeWork. Have you heard of WeWork? Casual <laughs> flex. Oh my God, Come on wow. now. I should let them know. Like, you guys, wow, they're doing bits in New York. If you guys are... Like, <laughs> that's, um, no, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> but like... You're like, WeWork, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I might have heard of them. I heard some like crazy things about them as well. Speak, speak on it and I'll... Listen. <laughs> um, well, no, so, okay, well. we actually have to wrap up now. So I think to end this, I would, um, my last, we did not do segments this time, guys, for everybody that listens. This was just kind of way more free flowing because I never, I always have just one guest. Today I had one, two, three, four, four guests. So it, it was a different setup. I hope you guys like it. Let me know if you don't, if you do, whatever. Um, but so this wrap up, I would say like, what do you guys do to get your peace of mind? Cause that's always my last segment. So we can do one like, and don't make it, don't say a face mask. Don't say, don't, I, just don't say no like bullshit, please. What do you really do that might be different than anybody else that, um, to make sure that your mind is ready? Because in this industry, you ha- your mind has to be right. Or she's going to go crazy and do cocaine and drugs, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to chill. Period. So, um, <laughs> yeah, let me know. We will start. Let's start. Wait, let's start with you. Okay, what do I do to get myself? Unless you want time. Um, so I don't honestly sleep is definitely one. And how much sleep? As much as you mean like sleep as much as I mean like 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 only on the weekends on the weekends. Okay. If I just feel like a lot is going on, like girl, just just lay down. Like (laughs) it makes it go away for a little bit and hopefully I'll feel better later. Uh, I would say that's one thing. 
And I would say overall, just try to make myself feel good, which could be like have a good meal, make myself look good, listen to true. some good That's music, very true. you know. Um, I feel like people, I'm going to in, yeah, go, go into all of you guys to more elaborate a little more. But um, I feel like people like dumb down, like dressing up. Like when you dress when up, when you look good, you put feel your good. Shit on, it's like you popping out here. Like that yes. will make you feel a little ounce of a little bit better. So. It definitely will. And I think also journaling. Journaling for me helps me collect my thoughts, see what I'm thinking, where I'm trying to go. Um, so I would say those are some of the things you've that been journaling since forever. You have like a million journals. You said I really do. I probably have at least ten. I so. love that. I love that. I get a new one each All right. year. Lulu. Right. So uh, for me, I always like to recharge after being very social because I can be very a, We're a so big social. social butterfly. But there are times when you're just like, I just need to be a recluse and just stay in my little cave. So when I'm doing that, I love doing puzzles because it just kind of keeps my mind sharp a little bit. Wait, that's that's. Dope. I know I'm a, I'm a weirdo like that. I like, like I like it. my puzzles though. So it could be like virtual, but I also like like the physical like embodiment of puzzles so i i like having that so mm -hmm. that always helps That's so dope. um and i'm usually listening to like maybe jazz music or just like leaving like a rain playlist favorite on spotify jazz artists? favorite jazz oh artists. no that's not fair okay. it depends okay, top, the day top three top um, three you've you've heard take five whenever it's like I a classic i don't know anybody like i'm not a jazz person oh yeah like because i'm african go to like like my like my mom wasn't in the kitchen playing jazz on Saturday morning. Yeah. Like that, right. that that didn't happen for me. So what I love to listen to, uh obviously Nat and Cole, I mean it's you know it is Black History Month, so you gotta you gotta appreciate that. So a little bit of old school jazz music that always works. But I usually listen to the instrumental stuff. I actually remove all lyrics and just want the music to play. So that way I can create my own thoughts instead of you know, having the thoughts told to me through lyrics. So that's my go-to. And that mixed with a bit of sleep, that was always a good thing. But those kind of help me get like my mind right and ready for whatever I'm doing next. Just like a detox time to just You always feel focus. so present. I and that's one thing be. that I, I really <laughs> admired about you was like in that one class whenever I would see you, like you just always felt so there and present to like everyone. And I was like, damn, I wish I could do that. Cause that's how I feel like I want to do, but it just, I'm not with the shit. So oh, I, know, I adore that about you. Thank you, babe. Thank yeah. you. Cause I know I get busy unnecessarily all the time. Like I'm always thinking like, I know I need to be somewhere here at 8.30, but I need to be somewhere else at like 10. So I always try to be in the moment. Cause I know this won't be the same the next time. I can't that's make so up for true. this time that is so next true. time. So. Oh my god, that's that. beautiful. So, yeah. I love that. Jason? I, <laughs> um, I think like good quality time with um, loved ones and hugs. Hugs are good. Oh, you're oh, a physical touch hugs. man. Yes. I love, you love languages. That's so a whole conversation. Fun. You love that. I am a so hugs true. person. I don't. Yes. Minimum I four hugs. Yeah. By anybody. I, 100%. I'm not really. Hugs. I love hugs, but I don't. I didn't. Hugs did not like used it. to be my thing. It's a like new thing. Like, I, I'm, I, I, I'm not a physical touch person unless you're my man. Then that's, that makes sense. All the touch. But like... <laughs> <laughs> with other girls, kind of... I don't know. It's never been my judge. That's but I will, who like, I want to hug. Touch, like, anyway. when I'm talking, of course. Yeah, no, yeah like, very tactile. Yeah. For sure. Like I cheat a lot Like in the sense of when I, I was people. like, wait. No, in that regard. I, I'm, <laughs> not in that I'm famously not a cheat in that regard. Like never cheat in my life. Um, not that I should be like the bars in hell. It's not a big deal. 
<laughs> I was like, I've never, I've never gone to jail. Like, um, okay. Um, <laughs> but Jason! Like, a, cheat in the re- <laughs> a cheat in the regard that like, you know, when I meet people, I always ask like, you know, are you a hugger and so on and so forth. But like, I get my hugs where I can. If people are huggers, that's kind of my way of greeting. Um, yeah, hugs, time with... I'm, I'm, like, you, I'm cons- consent, consent is key. Because <laughs> people are like, I don't want to hug you, but okay. It's like, no, 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 I don't want your like pity hug. Like, unless you're a hugger, we don't need to hug. Yeah. Um, and it's okay. We can shake hands. We can fist bump. We can. It's, it's calm. Um, like minimum three seconds though. Yeah, one hundred. You got to. You got to. And I'm. And I. Fa- I give famously good hugs. Moving on from hugs. Um, times with loved ones. Um, I think. Um, I'm similar to Lulu. I'm one of these people that. I love spending time with people, but it takes a toll and I need to kind of recharge and I need my time to myself. So sometimes I do that. I do my own thing. I go off like on weekends away, um, obviously in London, like I head off to like the countryside in the UK um, and chill out or um, there's some trips I might do abroad like for a few days here and there on my own. Um, I'm someone, I love film. Um, I There's like a, there's a chain of s- sort of movie theatre um, or cinema in the UK where you can get like an unlimited cinema pass for like £15 a month or something. Mm-hmm. So I have that. So I tend to go to the cinema on my own maybe once a week. Uh, once a week, maybe once every two weeks. And it's one of the few places... I have never been to the movies on myself. I never had. I never had until fairly recently. Highly recommended. I hear it's fun. Do you know what it is for me? Like, I'm the kind of... Because I'm so busy and I'm like... And not just with so much that's going on, but the kind of persona that I am. Like, there's always something going on. Gotta check this out. A bit like Lucy, like, oh, here's this brand. I'm following this, you know, new brand on Instagram. Oh, I read Lean Lux and here's an interesting brand I should check out. Let me check out their Instagram. Like, I can go on IG to do a task and I get distracted by something. And I'm like, what, what am I doing? Why am I on this again? So I'm so busy all of the time. In a, in a movie theatre, all there is is darkened room, film, and either I focus on the film or I get lost in my own thoughts. Mm-hmm. Those are the only options. And often I'll daydream about, the world would be a lot better if I was Superman. Because I'd fix this shit. <laughs> or like, I'll go off on some crazy like tangent yeah. or I'll focus on the film if it really yeah. engrosses me. But that's definitely something that um, I love to do. Sometimes just indulge, even some of your basic like kind of indulgences. Like not all the time. You need to be mm-hmm. careful around But like, no basic that's... stuff. I wanted to know just like yeah. the so, stuff so, that is like, okay. kind of unorthodox. Yeah, 100. Lucy? Um, I run a lot. I think running is a really big... Running is a really big peace of mind thing for when me. I love running, but yeah. not in New York. I yeah. used to run in Houston, like just on like a little track, but out here yeah. it's kind of different. I, I mean, <laughs> I haven't been running much recently because I haven't really been training for anything. I'm on, like starting from Monday. I'm going to be back in training for my like fifth half marathon. So I'll be doing that. And I just sort of find like when I'm running – I like plug in a good podcast. I normally listen to the read when I run because yeah, it goes for like shout out to the read, shout out to Crystal and Fury. Yes. Um, I yeah, I like listen to the read normally because their episodes are like two hours, and that's normally if I'm running like ten miles or something. It normally takes me about two hours to run and things like that, and it. Yeah, that just brings me a lot of peace of mind. It just, I was never really into running, but once I started doing it, I was like, holy shit, my body is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Look how far it can take me because, you know, like Yumi and Lulu live pretty close to one another mm-hmm. in like Bushwick, mm-hmm. Ridgewood kind of zone. And 
like I'll run from sometimes I'll run from home I'll run over the Williamsburg Bridge then the Manhattan Bridge then the Brooklyn Bridge and then I'll like run around Battery Park and get all the way up to the west side of Manhattan it's like it's pretty amazing that my body can do that it's honestly kind of like white shit but yeah I could never. I feel like I could never. I need you to get yeah. me in shape, though. It's in just the like running space, yeah, and though. I just like and I just like I like working out in general. Working out gives mm. me a lot of peace. Yeah, of mind. no work like the stairmaster. Yeah, my therapist said, "When do you feel the most at peace?" I said, "With my family or sitting on the couch with my mom watching some reality TV." Or on the goddamn stairmaster. Yeah. That's my most peaceful. And moments. I mean, I'm basically, I'm basically the same. I'm like most at peace when I'm with like people I love or people I care about, and like half of my family is in London and the other half is in Australia, and I've got a niece and nephew and a sister in Paris. I've got one sister that lives here and stuff. I'm one of seven girls, so there's a lot of us. Um, but yeah, wait, like, all girls different combinations of parents and Got things it. but Got it's it's but too complicated girls. to get into but all right. but but all girls but yeah i'm probably that like most of peace like when i'm with like my close chaos. friends and my family i think like i have a social cap too but when i'm around like lulu's like my sister so if she's around it's not oh my god before we end yeah this is a great (laughs) so i'm just like randomly scrolling on twitter i'm like my normal scrolls are too damn much i need to cut down (laughs) and i see like i follow exo nicole yeah and i see lulu and lucy like just like a picture of you guys and it was just like interracial friendships and how yeah. it works or whatever and i was like wait these are my fucking friends and i retweeted it. i was like oh my god this is crazy and i said i just like shouted out how yeah. amazing you were and like so how you are in class like yeah. that that got at least like a hundred little retweets oh, yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. A, a little some so um yeah. let me know how that all went down like what, what was that about <laughs> that was funny yeah. how did that even happen we Lulu was it she reached out I think she, she reached, reached out, out to Lou yeah and she was like hey so I've noticed that who, you who who did Charmaine she okay worked, she's a writer she writes for writer. um Nicole and shout out to Charmaine come through um so she was like hey so listen I've noticed that and I think it was the weekend that we were in Ocean City yeah, Maryland yeah yeah, and oh, yeah, 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 yeah. it was like we I had spent I, like time I, like, together posted, on holiday I, yeah I posted a picture and I was like lol I'm gonna use the hashtag ebony and ivory oh, <laughs> yeah, so she, you know how sometimes we don't pay attention to hashtags but sometimes yeah. you do so <laughs> that, that works pretty well that's how yeah. they find it so, so hashtags she, work. That's yeah. Hashtags kind of work. Yo, though. they got on Exo Nicole through a hashtag. So. Yeah, and we just connected. And then Sharma was like, "Hey, so you and your girl, like, are, could you? Would you be interested in like, being part of this thing that I'm writing? And it's like looking at the interracial relationships and like female yeah. friendships and how that works out. Oh God, I'm like, oh it. yeah, I would love to. Absolutely. So we we're both like, okay, girl, what are you writing? What are you writing? I'm I like, know. that's it's not part like, of the like, rules, like, man. Like, oh, you have to write separately? Yeah. Separately. Yeah. It, was, it was like, don't tell your friend oh, what you're writing. But so I like, beautiful. I like wrote it and then like told her, I was like, hey, I'm writing this. What are you writing? She's like, yeah, I'm basically saying the same, same. thing. Yeah. And it was just so, sort of like. Can you guys give me a synopsis of what you guys said for each? Oh, so some of the key questions were, how has being in an inter 
like racial friendship impacted how you like perceive just life as a whole now again you've met lucy you know lucy like she is very like she knows her shit she's not going to be offensive to anybody she knows how it is actually feel like yeah i don't know and then on top of that like for me I, i think i grew up in a lot of different environments where i was not always the majority okay growing up in the uk i was probably like one of like three black kids in a you know elementary school so i've been used to like always you know being in a mixed space so i think what we connected over was being international Mm. for one and also knowing that culture and global perspective does change quite a bit but also like the friendship and the fact that i know that i can trust her with whatever i'm going to talk about and she knows she can trust me and we're gonna call each other out if i'm like girl listen listen in this environment we will not be invited to the cookout if you say that or if yeah you know, oh, like she'll be that. like girl listen white like people they, got like, feelings too yeah, like, like so, don't so you thanks know? for so, telling me that i love that we check yes. with each other all the time and she's like girl is this is this offensive is this is this offensive i don't know but like you're we like always, her safe space yeah. and <gasps> vice versa so because of that and i feel like i've known you for so long Even and yet we've known i know long. i feel like i've known you for it's like, like 30 you know years when you, it's like you know when you Down meet pen. someone and you're just like oh you know my soul mm-hmm. like you know oh my god my y'all are like soulmates in some kind sort. of things but yeah, I like, but it's really. even like Lulu like comes, Lulu like comes over. It'll be like her, me, and Josh like having dinner, and she speaks to Josh, and she's like, "Oh yeah, you're like my bro, like you're like my brother." But that's kind of what the whole like relationship dynamic is, and it's just like, yeah, it's just it was the weird. It was just like a weird connection because we. What just was were the like, name of the article? Uh, oh, I can't remember. Girl. I could probably find it. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. put I'll put the link in um the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll find it because they went through like there were a lot of other women who were involved with it as well, mm-hmm. aside from like just us. But it was like really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have to wrap up now. This is like a great convo. It yeah. went on like to like longer than I would thought it was. So. Thank you guys for coming. Thank you Thanks for having for us. us. Everyone shout out like your social media, whatever. And yeah, that's it. Um, I'll go first. Um, on Instagram, I am uh, Jason Torre. Um, surname is spelled T-O-U-R-A-Y. J-A-S-O-N-T-O-U-R-A-Y. Uh, my company, Black Unicorn, is Black Unicorn on Instagram. Um, yeah, check us out. Okay, on Instagram, you can find me at Savan. Ray, so at C-I-V-O-N-N-E-R-A-Y. And you can follow my brand, once again, Boss Babe at, yeah, bossbabe.world. So, yeah. I'm trying to keep it very simple for y'all. It's at L-U-L-U-Z-E-K-O on everything. You will find me on LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. I got you. And don't forget that LinkedIn is also a social media that everyone should have. Thank you. Okay, period. Yeah. Um... Yeah, uh, my Instagram handle is Lucy Luby eighty eight. It's really embarrassing, but that's what we, it we'll is. We'll put all of these in the so, captions. Yeah, as well, so it's Lucy L U B I eighty eight, and I guess Lucy the other Luby? yeah Lucy yeah. Luby eighty eight. Because my sisters have you ever had boobies before? What's boobies? Oh, it's okay. Whenever you come to Houston, we'll have boobies. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) but and then the other best place to find me is on LinkedIn. It's just Lucy Bishop. It is a very white Anglo name. You will find me. (laughs) But also, you should all listen to Ghost's Spotify to find Boss Babes as well because they have amazing playlists. Yes, yes, Yes. great playlists. 
Um, and y'all already know the motherfucking deal. Penny Peace at Penny Peace. Um, thank you guys for listening again. This might be like a different episode because you just meet another guest. But let me know like what you guys think about each episode. Make sure you rate, subscribe, all that shit, share. Um, and thank you guys. Love you guys. Bye. Happy 2020. Yeah. <laughs> Happy <Yeah>. New Year. <laughs> <laughs>